Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable home design and our never-ending search for the perfect rug. So whether you're doing laundry or the dishes, join us in a conversation about making our home a beautiful dwelling place. In this episode, we, The Dwelling Place hosts, request the pleasure of your company at dinner on Wednesday, at whatever time you are listening to this. It'll be quite the family gathering, but the girls and I should not consider it complete without your presence. We will take no denial. Sincerely, Emily, Kimmy, and myself. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) That was perfect. Like, you nailed it. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I saw your hands go up. I'm like, I cannot look at them. (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. Hey, guys. Wasn't that great? Thanks, Brie, for that. (laughs) Welcome back to this episode all about how to properly host a dinner party, Victorian style. Just kidding. (laughs) But stay tuned for some serious hosting how-tos, as well as tips specifically for Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, and even Christmas parties and game nights. We also will be discussing how our domestic dares went last month, and of course, we'll end with some things we're loving lately in our pillow talk segment. So put on your fancy pants and get your small talk topics ready. Pinkies out, friends. <laughs> so Emily, do you want to start with your highs and lows? Sure. My high and low is related to my high and low from our last episode where I talked about how we were starting to work on our boys' bedroom renovation. I had thrifted these Jenny Lind bed headboards for the boys and then realized that it made much more sense because of the weird angles of the room to do a bunk bed. Well, once we got into the demo of the closets, we found that they had actually walled off like a three-foot section of the closet and just like walled it off made it totally unreachable. Oh. So the closet went back like three more feet oh my than we thought it did. Like this whole corner of the closet we opened up. Wow. On both sides. So that removed That's six feet. Yeah, it removed like the whole weird so it's like fake dormers? Basically. It's weird. <laughs> and yeah, we have no idea why they would have possibly built it like that. Doesn't make any sense. But now we discovered it. And it means that now there is room to have two single beds. Yay! (laughs) So that's the high. That's a huge high. Yeah. The only low to that is that the boys got so excited about getting bunk beds. Uh oh. Oh. They're very disappointed and crushed that now we're not getting a bunk bed. Oh no! They were all, like, talking about it all the time, about how Edison was going to sleep on the top, and Bennett was going to sleep down below, and Bennett could climb up the ladder, and Edison had all these plans of what they were going to play on the bunk bed, and and we're not getting a bunk bed. Okay, so so last week I suggested putting the Jenny Lind in the farmhouse. Could you put a bunk bed there so they have a bunk bed on weekends? and? Yeah, I mean, they, the grandparents... At the farm, have a lot of trundle beds there. So they already have plenty of beds. But I was thinking that too, that maybe like I could talk them into getting a bunk bed instead of doing. And then it would be special at Grandma and Grandpa's. I think that would be fun. I'm definitely going to mention it. My high and low is I ran out of coffee filters. Oh. (laughs) So I have a French press, but I never use it. 
and this kind of like reminded me, oh, I have a French press, so I don't have to run, you know, 15 minutes to the store to get them. And now I'm like, oh my word, I love French press coffee again. <laughs> it's so rich and delicious and it, it makes it feel like you're going to a coffee shop at home. It's really a fun. fancy A coffee fancy coffee shop. <laughs> so that's my high and, and a low, I guess. My official low is my posh room is a disaster again. Mm. Emily's going to be like, wait, what? You just cleaned that up. <laughs> but I just like got like... two weeks ago. I know. I just <laughs> went to Maine and got like so much inventory, which is an, an amazing problem to have, but yeah. it, it's trash yeah. again. It's a good problem, but yeah. it's not fun working in chaotic yeah. mess. <laughs> yeah, I just got like my piles of inventory in various stages of like, I gotta wash this. I gotta make sure I put this into the Google Sheets and yeah. that was hard. So it's mm. a lot of work ahead of me, so I'm like, what? Yeah. I guess it's a good problem to have. (laughs) How about you, Kimmy? As the listeners know, we took a week off, and that was because of my surgery, which was definitely my low for the last week and a half. We didn't record anything, and we didn't have our podcast release. And I just want to thank you girls, because uh, I needed a break. (laughs) So I had surgery, and it went well. There's still some looming things that we're waiting on, some answers I need from the doctors, which I will not get into. But it was really rough, because I was, like, laid up for, like, a week. And something very therapeutic for me is cleaning. I don't know if you girls are like that, but, like, tidying Mm -hmm. up the house and, like... And I go to bed every night with the house pretty much tidy. You know, I wouldn't yeah. say it's not dusted, I don't mop, but, like, things are put away. I couldn't do that, and mm-hmm. Ryan was really great, but he just doesn't know everything that I do, so that was just like, man, I don't have that part of the therapy to, like, <laughs> help me through that, but he was really awesome, and he stepped up and helped with Jude, and I still can't really lift Jude, so, like, he's just been doing great and that's been awesome and one of my high is one of the great things that he did for me was he bought me a Christmas present that he actually decided to give me early because he knew I was like struggling a lot and it's this cookbook that it's by the other podcast I mentioned about the Sabbath dinners they wrote a cook well one of the hosts wrote a cookbook that's all about large gathering entertaining and she like it's all recipes that are like large scale for like 50 plus people. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And it's all soups. And I, it's like really exciting because they're like really, they're not just your like typical soups, they're like fancy soups. <laughs> so, but I love the tips she's giving in it because you can even downscale it. Like, you don't have to have 50 people, it could be just five people, you know? And she does give at the end of the cookbook, she has like the normal recipes for like normal scale size mm-hmm. dinner parties or whatever. I just like was so excited that he got that for me and then gave it to me early and I was just like. And he came up with that idea all no. of his own? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, but it was one of those things that I like, I saw it the pre-order on Instagram and I tagged his name and said, Hey, Christmas present. But I didn't know he was actually going to do it right. or that he saw it. Like I, yeah. cause we didn't talk about it. It was a surprise and it was really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually leads into our main topic this week. And like Bree said last week, that was kind of like her thing was like thrifting. Well, having people over 
is one area that I just am really passionate about. And I love having friends over for dinner and large gatherings and all you that sort of such a good job with uh-huh. it. I'm always impressed. <laughs> Whenever sweet. Kimmy has a party, yeah. I'm like, what is she going to do this time? <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. So today we are talking about how to throw a fancy dinner party and we're going to also talk about our domestic dares later because I'm excited to hear about how that went. (laughs) I'm really excited about this episode Kimmy because I'm hoping you can explain to me why hosting dinner parties is such a great thing (laughs) (laughs) and why you enjoy it so much because it's just never been my thing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, for one, I am a people person. So that is something that right. it's an excuse to have people over. And the larger, the better, in my opinion, sometimes. I mean, I like I like small things, too, and one-on-one, but I prefer big parties. <laughs> I wonder if it's influenced in how you grew up, because my parents hosted a lot growing up. So I kind of mm. got used to that atmosphere, and I like having people in my home, too. So I wonder if your family didn't do it a lot, no. maybe, that no. influenced that's, you. That's yeah. a really good point, because I grew up as a pastor's kid, and my parents' house is, and still is, a revolving door. It's mm. constantly people over, especially on Sundays after church. There was always somebody there. I loved it. So mm. maybe that's, like, actually really insightful. So that's one reason. It's just getting people together. You can't go wrong with getting people together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, it's an excuse to dress up, which I just <laughs> love to do that. <laughs> Especially, like, the Christmas party that oh, I do yeah. every year. Yes. It's something to look forward to and just, like, to get a little fancy, you know? I was really excited, like, when I got invited to your fancy Christmas party. <laughs> Because I've always wanted to go to a fancy Christmas party and nobody does them. I know. Yeah. Like, this is the first one I've been to. Christmas party or it's just mm-hmm. like casual. So I've been doing the Christmas party since before Ryan and I were married. I think it's been, oh man, it's probably been like almost 15 years I've been doing oh, it. every wow. year. I only missed one year and it was COVID. It was last <gasps> wow. year. Wow. Last year? Yeah. Yeah. Last year. yeah. So, and it's always been fancy? So it started off as fancy, but then the whole ugly sweater thing was like a big mm-hmm, thing. Big so trend. for several years it was ugly sweaters, and then I got bored of that. So I was like, we're going back to fancy, <laughs> which I just preferred. Like, And I think everyone, I mean, some of the guys don't care about it, but the girls mm-hmm. had, yeah. you know, tend to dress up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the very first one, though, I threw, because it was before we, like, we're married and live together, so I threw it in my sister's apartment, actually, which was funny, but it was, she. I think she was out of town or working oh, or really? something, yeah, <laughs> she, she wasn't even there, but I wanted, like, my own space to throw yeah, a party yeah. and have people come over, so huh. it was a lot of fun. So that's a, another reason, but also, if you're good at cooking, you can test your master chef skills and show them off. I don't know. I'm not like a huge, I, I can cook and Ryan says I cook well, but, <laughs> and bake, but it's not actually one of the main reasons that I like to do it. It's more about the people and the mm-hmm. dressing up. And I do like to see people, I really love when people like something that I make and they, they really enjoy it. That does bring me a lot of joy, but it's not like, oh, see how good I am at it. Cause I, that's not like a super expertise area in my life. <laughs> 
You wouldn't consider yourself a foodie. No, I'm not really yeah. a foodie. But I like presenting things. Right. So yeah. I think more about like, what will this food look like on a platter? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that is the one part of parties that I enjoy is the decorating. The planning it, the decorating, you know, coming up with the theme, little special touches like invitations and that kind of thing. I really enjoy all of that part. Yeah. And then like once all the people come, then I don't enjoy that part. I love that you brought that up. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, like, once I do it, then I enjoy it. Yeah. But then I just need to sit in a room by myself for a couple hours to, like, recharge afterwards. Yeah. I love that you brought that up, because I actually wasn't thinking about that in this particular thing with dinner parties and Christmas parties, because there's, like, not really themes to those. I love any time to do, like, a birthday party, mm. especially now that I have a son. Like, I've already thought about his second birthday party, his third birthday. Like, you know, <laughs> it's things where I, I just love <sighs> themed parties. I want to start birthdays in two weeks. I have, don't even have any presents, <laughs> and there's definitely not going to be a theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I want to start throwing a harvest party every year, so that might Ooh. start next year. So be ready you for that, call girls. It harvest party though, or friendsgiving? Ooh, it will probably be in October. So Canadian it... Thanksgiving. <laughs> Friendsgiving doesn't have to be in November. Yeah, yeah, but I want it, like, spaced out from Thanksgiving because I want it to be, like... Yeah. Plus, my birthday's in October, so it might be near my birthday. Just Not, like, a birthday party, mm -hmm. but just, like... An excuse to get together. Yeah. A Thanksgiving for Kimmy party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, let's begin with hosting a dinner party. Now that we've talked about reasons why it's good to have one. First, you want to start with the guest list and invitation portion of it. Nowadays, when you invite people, it's all just text. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but I have to say, there's something really special if you get an actual invitation in the mail. Which I think people do, certainly they do them for weddings, but also baby showers, bridal mm -hmm. showers, things like that. How cool would it be to send one for a dinner party? Like, if you yeah, got one in the cool. mail. Yeah. Some of the research I was doing was... With, like, Victorian dinners, which is why we had the fun little talk in the beginning. With the... I'm sorry to any British people out there. <laughs> but in Victorian days, they would have to send a letter with a runner. An actual physical person would take mm -hmm. this letter and you would have to respond right then and there because you need to give your answer to the oh. runner to run it back. And it was, like, this really, like, serious thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even just, like, getting it in the mail, like, that's really special and different, so... You could do the wax seals. Oh, yeah, the wax seals. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like, also there's evites, phone calls, we mentioned texting, social media. One thing I've done is actually design an e-invitation and then text that to people instead of, like, words. Yeah, It still looks like an invitation, but it's a picture and that's has all really the details. That's really great. That's really great. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll do that for the Christmas party this year. Because I've been just doing a Facebook event. Mm -hmm. And I always like to customize, like, the cover photo. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea. It's, it makes it a little bit more personal. Because, like, social media DMs or Facebook events just really aren't that personable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a huge embarrassment to me now. But I invited people to my wedding via Facebook. Oh. 
I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) It was in 2010. I would like to say it was in the olden days of social media. Maybe slightly more acceptable to do that back then? Probably not, though. No. No. (laughs) Not for not. Martha Stewart would be like, she would just be terrified to hear that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, looking back now, I'm like, oh, man. That is not good wedding etiquette. No. Nope. <laughs> but let me ask you this, because my next point is, how much notice did you give them? It was a while. It two months? Like, yeah. Okay, because that's it about was like wedding. two months. For mm-hmm. dinner party, I put in here like three weeks, I think is a good amount of time. You want to make sure that you can give enough time for the person to clear their schedule or, you know, figure out a time that works best for whoever you're inviting over. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something you want to do. And, you know, of course, if you're throwing just a dinner party and you just say, hey, are you free this weekend? Like, that's one thing. But we're talking about fancy, fancy. here. So <laughs> <laughs> you start with a small number if this is your first time throwing one. I don't know if any of our listeners tried it with our domestic dare. We'd love to hear about it if you did. But if you didn't and you still want to, I would say if it's your first time, start with like a small number and just start with some close friends because if you burn the food, they're going to love you anyways. (laughs) (laughs) What's really important though is asking for dietary restrictions or even just aversions Mm because like Ryan really hates any like Asian food (laughs) and so and he hates like seafood. He's a little bit on the picky side. It's not necessarily that he's, like, allergic to it, but he really wouldn't enjoy it. And you want to know what your company likes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, at least you don't want to be serving them the thing they hate the most. Right. Yeah. I think that's really good for asking things like that. I'd stay away from fish dishes because I feel like a lot of people don't like fish. Yeah. I don't. Oh, really? No seafood. Oh. Yeah. I agree with that. I think fish is definitely something that people don't really care. Oh, don't do roasted broccoli. No, I'm the serious. Smell? Yes. Yeah. My mom, oh, we no. lived in an apartment beneath <laughs> my parents' house, and she could always tell when I was making broccoli. It didn't smell in the apartment, but it sure smelled upstairs. And I didn't realize this until I moved out. She said, Oh, yeah, whenever you made broccoli, it stuck up the hole upstairs. <laughs> like, why did you do it? That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Last part about the whole, like, inviting people. I think it's really important to tell them, like, if you know that you're the type of person that you want to still be making the food when they get there because you want it to be, like, fresh Fresh. hot out of the oven, you need to tell them, like, if it's going to be, like, a half an hour or an hour because... I've been to places, Ryan and I have been to places where we get there and they say like dinner's at such and such time and we're literally not eating for like an hour, hour and a half they later. they kind of started making it. Right. Mm. And we didn't know that that was what it was and Ryan's diabetic. He needs to eat every couple hours. So now yeah. we know like he, we ask or he brings like a little snack to just like eat right before. But that's really important to tell people like what time you're actually going to be eating. You can say, hey... Dinner party starts at 6 o'clock, but we're actually not going to be eating probably till 7, just so you know. And then that way they can have, like, a little snack before they come if they need to. Set the expectations. Right. Do you think people plan that, like, to be cooking the dinner for a while before eating, or that they just, it just happens that way? The person that I'm thinking of that we went to, they planned it. Okay. And I think it was partly, like, they wanted it to be right out of the oven when everyone, you know, Uh which I get that. And sometimes people may run late, and so they just wanted to make sure. But then there's also people like me who's always running late. So, (laughs) and maybe you just tell them, like, hey, I'm going to shoot for this, but it might be a little bit later. So just, like, have a little snack. 
Or if you know you're that type of person, then you have appetizers. That's right. like that's yeah. really a good thing to have. A good rule. A general of thumb. rule have appetizers. Yeah. Just in case. Like if you're making a new recipe or something, for some reason whenever we have people over is when I think it's a good time to try no, no. a new recipe. My mom does this too. I'm like, why oh, are you I don't doing know. this to yourself? I don't know. <laughs> I love you, mom. But then if it takes longer than you thought you have the appetizer. Yes, because yeah. you have to read the recipe, you have to get the new ingredients, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how to chop them. And... Yeah. Mm. One thing I'm going to say when we were talking about appetizers, and I don't know if you girls were like this. I don't think, Brie, you were, but when you're pregnant, a lot of times they say to not eat uncooked meats or soft cheeses. That's typically what you're going to find in appetizers, like charcuterie <laughs> boards and stuff. Yeah. They're all soft cheeses. And, and I'm so, not a yeah. rule follower. Right. <laughs> prosciutto Prosciutto. yeah Yeah. so i would just say if you know that your person's like your guest is pregnant maybe just don't have those things just to be safe or you could ask them hey are you uncomfortable with this like because i've been to parties where i couldn't have any of the like charcuterie board and like totally bum me out so that's just something i wanted to throw out there i know to each their own though some people may not follow that some people may so it's just knowing your company and what they want so this goes into choosing the menu we talked about like finding out what they like to eat. One thing I've done, I've actually done this before is I've stalked somebody's like social media and Pinterest boards. Like, you know how you can see like different types of recipes they've pinned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of get an idea of like what things. They like. Like. Yeah, I've actually, I did that one time. <laughs> it's an well, idea. It is an idea. <laughs> Maybe pick something you've never made before, like you mentioned, but I would practice beforehand. I would Mm. do it a couple times because you don't want to run into that. Everything I'm saying, I didn't follow these rules when I did my domestic dare, (laughs) which was kind of, yeah, it was a little bit nuts. But wasn't that part of the dare? I guess. Yes, you brought that on us. But we could have practiced (laughs) beforehand, so it wasn't like the day of. (laughs) But also along choosing the menu and all that kind of stuff. If you're worried about time, pick a meal that you can prep food or even make a lot ahead of time. I mean, there's lots Mm -hmm. of meals where you can cut up a ton of veggies or, you know, you can even do it the night before and like throw them in your fridge and just have it all ready to go to throw on the stove or put in the oven or whatever. So Mm -hmm. prepping is like key Mm -hmm. when you know that you're the type, especially me, I'm always the last minute person. So... (laughs) With the fancy thing, like, consider doing a few courses. And I'd love to hear if you girls did a few courses once we talk about it, but... I'll get um, into my (laughs) domestic tear later. (laughs) (laughs) But, fun fact about the Victorians, they always had at least five courses and sometimes up to 14 in one sitting. Excuse me? Like, literally, their dinner parties, and most of the time, their dinner parties started at 8 p.m. And so it would go literally until, like, 2, 3 in the morning. Isn't that insane? Yeah. But I totally see that. Like, have you guys watched Emma Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. like, any of those? Like, when they're going to dinner, it's a huge affair. It's very, yeah, yeah, very huge affair. I don't have time for that. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned prep ahead of time. So you could prep the food, like I mentioned. But you could also, like, buy your groceries a couple days before if you have the time or order a grocery pickup. I know, Emily, you're all Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. You're all about the grocery pickup. Yep. (laughs) 
One thing when you're buying food and stuff, something I do when I have large parties, not necessarily a small dinner party, but like a large gathering, I actually buy gallons of water because my little like water filter thing, it just like oh, takes five years yeah. and I, I need to fill a big dispenser. Right. So I just buy the water because it just saves you so much hassle and buying ice. Like I have mm -hmm. an ice maker now, but I probably still will buy ice because you go no. through so much of it. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget that because I feel like that's something people always forget is like water and ice. And mm -hmm. I feel so, like a little ice in a, in a bowl with a scoop is like so fancy. Yes, it is so <laughs> fancy. <laughs> and then also about buying groceries. This wouldn't have anything to do if you're doing like a grocery pickup. But this is a hot tip that I actually thought of a few weeks ago. And I wanted to tell you girls. <laughs> but it's so silly. But when you're buying produce... Do you guys, how annoyed do you get when you're trying to open the little plastic bag to put your produce in? Do you ever get annoyed with oh, that? Yeah. No. You don't oh, get annoyed sometimes with that? They, at some they, stores, it is just like so hard to get them open. Yeah. So I came up with an idea of how to get, because some people like lick their fingers to get uh -huh. it open. Just which like this with the hands. No, this is even like more foolproof. <laughs> I always, okay, so the way I shop at the grocery store is I always start at the, like, in Hannaford, it's like the milk and butter and frozen side. That's where you start? Yes, and this is why. Because when I go this way and then I go to the produce, if I'm opening a bag, I take my fingers and I run it along, like, a milk carton or something that's condensation. <laughs> and that's what how I open the bag is with a little condensation. What? It like oh, it's so I, I never would have thought of that. I started doing this because uh, I was like, how can I wet my fingers without licking them, mm -hmm. especially in COVID world? So I was like, oh, just rub them along the condensation. There, <laughs> produce. It's probably most I, well, normal to do that. Probably, but it makes so much sense to do produce last because then it's on top. Yeah, and so it's not getting smashed under all right. your oh, frozen stuff. Yeah. And I've also just done it that way because the checkout lines are closer to that i don't know why i've just always gone that mm. see i always do produce first that way i'm like getting all the good stuff first and then i'm finishing with like the yeah awesome and it probably makes sense <laughs> to finish with like ice cream and milk and stuff at the end because then it's not out of the freezer or fridge longer mm. but at the same time then you wouldn't have the condensation to open up yeah. the plastic <laughs> well i remember going to the grocery store back in 2020 when people were wearing plastic gloves, oh. they had plastic gloves on and, you know, masks, yeah, yeah. and they're trying to open the plastic <laughs> produce bags, and it was just the sight yes. to see, because it's like, there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> but also along these lines is prep your home ahead of time. This mm. is something I do with every party I do. I always clean my living space, the kitchen, the bathroom, like dusting, vacuuming, cleaning the toilet, all of that, I do it the night before if possible. Mm. Be so I'm not leaving anything the day of. Once in a while, I can't get to it all. And especially the bathroom, I sometimes wait till the somewhat last minute, like the toilet, in case somebody... <laughs> mm. Make sure it's really clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely something you could do ahead of time so you're not worrying about it. And you don't have to clean your bedroom. You don't have to clean... You know, your kids' bedrooms. I like to have my bedroom clean so I can have the door open. They can admire it. They go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
But really, like, those things you can do ahead of time, and it will save your, a lot of stress from happening. (laughs) I find any time that I don't clean the bedrooms, then for some reason we have to go in there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always. Whenever I have people over, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the rooms. Yeah. So, also another thing you can do ahead of time is setting up the tablescape. And that you could have it all set the night before. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, obviously, it's not stuff that needs to be in the fridge or whatever. So, it can all be out. And the first thing you would put on is table linens or, you know, tablecloths. We mentioned before that, I think I said this a couple episodes ago, is you could put drop cloths on. Unfortunately, they, like, have sewn, like, seams. So, I bought one. Yeah. For our domestic dare and it's piecemealed together so it's like three different pieces sewn together so you have random i wonder if it's the brand though because i have a really nice drop cloth that's was more expensive than the cheaper ones and it doesn't have that this is the only option there it was yeah the one i used actually for my domestic dare also had a seam down the center Mm -hmm. but i just went with it and it was fine. It's just rustic. Yeah, it's rustic. <laughs> Tablecloths, napkins that are actually cloth. And I had other napkins. I think you bought them from me, Bree. Do you use them? Mm-hmm. The, the brown ones? Uh-huh. That was, again, like one of those things that I'm like, why did I sell that? <laughs> Kimmy's regretting giving me her stuff. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, so tablecloths and the cloth napkins they make it feel cozier and a little bit more fancier mm-hmm. another thing that i love using is fresh flowers or you could even do a plant you can use so many things i really love using fresh eucalyptus just mm-hmm. like on mm-hmm. like as a garland like laying it down along the you know you see that at weddings a lot and it's mm. just so easy and pretty and simple and goes with like any theme any color scheme <laughs> you know it just i did that once for a thanksgiving dinner mm. that i technically hosted because it was at my house but my mother-in-law made all the food um <laughs> <laughs> And I did, like, fresh eucalyptus down, and then I had, like, the pumpkins Mm -hmm. on it, and I had these little white faux antlers. I mean, they're not little. They're, like, this big bunch, and I had, like, those on it, too, and it was just really pretty. Yeah. I've done that with wintergreen branches, too. Yes. Gone up in the woods and hacked them down Uh and found some red berries, like, for Christmas time. Mm, Just go out and forage. Mm -hmm. Like, you can totally, it's cheap. I do that for my Christmas parties. I go out and just to my backyard and get the cedar tree, and Mm -hmm. I just (laughs) chop some cedar down. Also, another thing with the tablescape, you could do some candles, like, tapers the only thing too that i would say about candles is you want to make sure what scent you have isn't like detracting from your food <laughs> like the smell of your food mm-hmm. or it don't clashes or lavender yeah because you, you just don't want it to clash with the food you're making <laughs> right i think mostly tapers i think that would probably be more like candles that you get like bath and body works candles that you have in your living room or in your entry room the tapers you use on your tablescape probably would be not scented. I don't think they make scented tapers. I had unscented on my table. So now is the place setting. And I wanted this as I'm quizzing you girls because I'm going to list off the different things you could have in the place setting and I'm going to ask you where they're supposed to go in true etiquette of like a fancy dinner. Oh boy. (laughs) So I'm just going to list them off. So there's the charger which is like a larger plate that goes under the dinner plate. 
Oh, okay. Don't okay. have that. Then you have a dinner plate and then a salad plate, uh-huh. which is a little bit smaller. Soup bowl. You have sometimes like the bread plate or it could be like an appetizer plate, but it's typically like bread and butter plate. Um, you would have a glass for water and then either one or two glasses for wine. Sometimes like real fancy, they do like red wine, then white wine. If you don't drink, you could do mocktails or something like lemonade sparkling or juice. sparkling juice, you know. But typically you have like the fancy, like the fluted, mm-hmm. and then you have just like your water glass. And also the fork. Well, there's a couple different forks. There's a dinner fork, a salad fork, a dessert fork. A fish fork if you're doing fish. <laughs> there's a certain fork for fish. Then spoons, you would have your dessert spoon and your sa- your soup spoon. And then a knife, which is pretty much... I think if you were having... I, don't, I didn't see this, but I would think that if you're having like steak, you'd have a steak knife and then also a knife that's like a butter knife. All right, so I've got a picture here, girls. And I found it on Martha Stewart, and she's like the queen of etiquette. So I'm going to ask you girls where certain things go in the place setting, okay? Okay. So I did already tell you where the charger goes, and you, know, of course, know where the dinner plate goes. But do you know where the forks go? Left. Yeah, left. Okay, salad. so you got that right. Salad. You, you work out. No. Yes. Salad, main, main meal fork, and, and then dessert. dessert fork. Is there another fork? No. <laughs> So this actually says you work in. You work from the oh. out in. Oh. The way they have the forks, you get got it right that they're on the left side. But they have, if you're doing fish, the fish fork, and then the dinner fork, and then the salad fork. Apparently in fancy dinners, you have salad after your dinner. Uh-huh. That's what she was saying, which I thought was so strange. That which is you don't strange. see that You don't see that in Restaurants. weddings, so I don't yeah. know where that came from although italians eat dinner or salad after dinner i um dated an italian in high school and i remember they always had salad after dinner and i thought it was the weirdest thing but apparently it's a thing so anyways whatever you're if you're serving salad first you would put the salad fork on the farthest Mm -hmm. up because you're working outside in okay Mm -hmm. so we had it backwards yeah, because you get rid of them as you go. Okay. So you're going to not, you're going to work out to You're not going to disturb your pretty layout. Yeah. Now the dessert fork actually goes above the plate oh. and it goes horizontal. Oh. I knew something went up there. Yeah. So the dessert fork and the dessert spoon go above, which is mm. interesting. Now this is what I actually messed up in my domestic dare. Where do the glasses go? Your water glass goes to the right. I think you have them both. And then your wine glass goes on the other side, right? I think you have them like one on your left and then one. two on your right. Yeah. Nope. Well, the, there, sometimes there's a coffee cup. So according to this, with when it's just like wine or a fancy drink plus water, right. they're both on your right. Yeah. Okay. And there's I, I assumed the there were a lot of cups, judging by the forks and spoons reference. So, so I was going for maximum yeah. table size. Well, so this one has two wine glasses plus a water glass, and they're all on the right they're side. They're all on the right. Yeah. Hmm. Which I did on the left. <laughs> you did your glasses on yeah, the left? Yeah. I don't what? know why, guys. I don't know why. I think, like, when I talk about it later, I'll tell you my mental state at the moment. <laughs> But yeah, they always go on the right. So the appetizer plate that I said, which is usually a bread plate, that goes on the left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the bread knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the bread knife goes on, on top plate. of the plate and it goes on the left. 
And then lastly, we have the knives, which of course, if the forks are on the left, you know the knives are on the right. One thing I thought was interesting. So it goes, dinner knife is all the way in, fish knife if you're doing it, and then soup spoon all the way out. Because you have soup first. So that's your oh. very first one that you're picking up. See, I up. always do it spoon and then knife closest to the plate. So I'll Yeah, so opposite. it's knife and then spoon. Huh. So knife is close to the yes. plate. Now, this is something that I thought was interesting. What way do you think the blade faces of the knife? Into the plate. Okay. Outward. No, in, because you don't want to be reaching for it and then accidentally slice yourself. Why would you accidentally slice yourself? But it's yourself? A, like a butter knife. Why are you talking, the, the, are you talking the about you the serrated? But it's more safe to have it pointed into the plate. Oh. The, the blade part, rather than I facing mean, out, facing in. I guess it makes in. sense. Is well, that the right way? Bree's right. Is and I thought it was the other way. I thought the blade would be facing out. When I saw this picture, I was like, that looks weird to me. Like, symmetry and stuff. Like, I thought it would look better with going the... Going out? Going out, because, like, the bent down side would be going out, and it just would look better. But it makes sense that you don't want to pick it up. Yeah. You're so. reaching for your water glass and... There goes your finger. Well, it's not. It's a bread. <laughs> it's a butter knife. It's a butter knife. It's not or, like it's. You said you had steak knives on there too, like serrated knives. Yeah, yeah but I guess. Yeah. yeah. You have multiple knives. Anyways. <laughs> so I guess I'll ask you, where does the soup bowl go? Because I didn't ask you about that one. Uh, well, if it's its own course, doesn't it go like right on your plate? Ding, 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 ding. So it goes on top of the salad plate, which okay. the salad plate's on top of the dinner plate. Which is on top of the charger. Which is on top of the charger. Why do they call it a charger? I'm so confused. No, I didn't look that up. I think it's like, it just sounds like a medieval thing. Like they had giant plates that they called chargers. And yeah. Chargers and chalices. <laughs> Well, I'll have to look it up, but I don't know why. And a lot of times you can buy chargers that aren't the same material. Like, I've seen people have, like, wicker woven. chargers or woven, yeah, mm-hmm. woven chargers. or um, So maybe it acts more as, like, a placemat is what I'm thinking. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you girls did pretty good. Better than... I, I put the drinks on the left, so... <laughs> So that, I'm pretty impressed with you girls. Chargers are to catch pieces of food and prevent spills and messes that would otherwise stain the tablecloth or flow onto the table. Okay. So it's just a fancy placemat. Yeah. A personal little mini tablecloth. Aren't the placemats from Gather that they've released recently, aren't they circular? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that they were circular, but now I'm thinking, oh, it's like a charger. Right. Is what it's supposed to act like. Well, next... You girls did good with that. Next is place cards if you're going to do that, which for a fancy dinner, you should have place cards. Really what you could do, which I didn't mention the napkin. Shoot, I didn't mention the napkin. Where do you guys think the napkin goes? On the left Um, underneath. No, no, on the right underneath the knives. What? That's how I I always do it. It goes on the left. Really? Yeah. Left or on the plate. If you're going to put... the ring on it? Yeah, if you're going to put napkins down it goes under the fork but they say that it's best to have them separate from the fork and knife completely and put it on top of the plate like with a little ring like you said like a napkin ring because the reason is they (laughs) they say that when people are trying to get their forks and knives out of the napkin then you can maybe drop a fork or knife which is hazardous (laughs) and then you have to like bend down to get oh, it which is very <laughs> very ungracious and <laughs> and 
And if you're bending down, then you're maybe messing up the rest of your whole place setting. It just reminds me of Princess Diaries. Yes. When she's, like, trying to cut a grape or something, and it, it like, shoots under the table, and she's, like, decides to crawl under the table to get the grape or (laughs) something and set someone's arm on fire. Right. So, it's just safest. (laughs) You don't have any, you know, fire or... (laughs) It's safest to just have a napkin and a napkin ring. Or what I did for mine was I like to tie it with twine. And then this is where you can put the place card. So, you can tie it with twine, punch a hole into the place card, and put that on. With the place cards and stuff, you want to pick people to sit near other people that, like, will help the conversation going. You don't want to put a bunch of introverts next to each other. You want to, like, sprinkle the extroverts around. (laughs) In Victorian-style ways, the way they would always do it is you weren't actually allowed to sit. You were allowed to sit next to your partner, but you weren't ever allowed to sit across from your partner or, like, people you came with because they wouldn't want you to just constantly Mm -hmm. be talking to each other. You know, it's just a a way to make the conversation to keep going. Mm -hmm. And it makes for less awkward dinners. There's a scene in Pride and Prejudice where Lady Catherine de Bourgh calls out somebody at the table for sitting across from their wife. Yes. Uh Yes, Mm -hmm. that's good. I forgot about that. (laughs) When you have large gatherings, often you're not going to have one giant table. You would have to have a spattering of tables. If you get, like, the same type of tablecloth and you put it on all of them, it just brings a uniformity to it. It's just like having a little mini wedding in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, a really good tip if you're having lots of people over, like, if you have benches, you could use as, like, I have a bench that I'm using just below my window, Mm -hmm. and you could pull that up to the table anytime I need, like, extra seating Mm -hmm. and use it as, you know, seating. So that's something that you can think about is you can use a bench as a console table or like some kind of like different type of table when you don't have people over and then when you do, you pull it out. Another little tip about tablescapes is if you're having like kids over, you can take like a large roll of the craft paper, like a craft paper roll, and you can put that on as as if it's like a runner Mm -hmm. and then sprinkle like crayons on Mm -hmm. and then the kids could color or you could have a kid table you know with the craft paper and some crayons and then they can color so that was just something i want i thought of with tablescapes so next up would be the ambiance setting the ambiance is very key cue jazz music yes (laughs) and music is my first thing having a really good playlist going where you know it's long enough that it's not going to stop Because you can look Mm -hmm. on, you know, iTunes or Spotify and Mm -hmm. you can see how long the playlist is. Just make sure it's going to cover the whole night. If you're going Victorian style and you're going till 3 a.m., make sure it goes (laughs) till 3 a.m. I always have a really long playlist for my Christmas party and it's it's so fun just coming up with it and just set, it sets the mood. Do you curate all the songs or do you pick? Just like a random playlist that you found. I made a Spotify Christmas playlist several years ago that I add to it every year when I hear like a new Christmas song I love. So it is curated oh in God. that way. And I actually have like followers on Spotify that like listen to it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's kind of cool. What if they're using it at their Christmas oh, party? Oh, maybe. I should rename mm. it as like Christmas party music. I don't know what yeah. it's named. I think it's just Christmas music or so something. So if you're hosting a Christmas party this year, you can use Kimmy's playlist. Ooh, yeah. maybe I'll I'll throw it yeah, up. Yeah, you and, should link it. Yeah, I'll link it because that would be really great. 
ambiance, you want to start with music, then also low lighting. And we talk about this a lot. We mentioned lamp o'clock two weeks ago, but you want to make sure there's no like overhead lighting um, for a dinner party. Maybe for like different types of parties, if it's a game night or if it's a fancy thing, I wouldn't necessarily have any recess lighting on. I would have all the like, you could have maybe some pendants and stuff. But I would do all like table lamps, floor lamps, things like that, or even getting rid of those and having a candle lit. Which totally. Is, that would be I don't a know. It depends on your situation. Right. Or you just have your stuff on the dimmer and then you lower that. Yes. Because my dining like... room would be dark without my light above the table. But okay. it's on a dimmer. Even just, you know, right now we're actually in Emily's house, which is really exciting. We didn't mention that. This is oh, our yeah. first time podcasting <laughs> in Emily's house. We're sitting in her living room and there's a candle on it. And it's just really bringing me some good vibes. You know, like I feel cozy. Yeah. And... What I should have done is put on the fireplace. Oh, yeah. On the TV that's in front of my fireplace. Because <laughs> <laughs> the actual fireplace doesn't work. So this I little love TV that. that's supposed to be our workout room TV. And it's now acting as my fireplace. I love it so much. <laughs> it looks kind of real. Like yeah, from my yeah. angle. Yeah. But yeah, candles like around like in the living room or think about candles around just setting the tone as like really chill. You know, one thing that I just also want to mention that I didn't put in my notes, but like you as a host, you will set the tone yourself with your attitude Mm -hmm. and with, you know, like if you're super uptight, your guests are going to sense that. Mm -hmm. Uh And that's actually something that I've had to learn over the years because (laughs) I've been very uptight in past parties when I'm just like going crazy and I'm like running around with a chicken with my head cut off and I realize that my guests start to feel that way and you don't want mm. that even if you do feel that way just suppress it a little <laughs> but really it's setting yourself up for success where you won't feel that way and that's why you prep ahead right and everything so because you want it to be relaxing and fun for them you don't want them to come into this tense situation where and you know. I don't want to be prepping too when all the guests arrive and you're like, hi, I'm cutting carrots. Make yourself at home. And yeah. Right. That's awkward. Yes. No, that's a really good point. And I'm glad that you just said that because now I'm going to go into like when the guests arrive. So Ryan and I actually have this like system that we've created because typically I am running behind and I'm still doing some last minute things. So he always greets people at the door. Now with Jude, usually, but um, he's always been my greeter and he takes their coat. Like, this is, it's really important. You want to greet people at the door. You want to take their coat. I personally think it's really good if you can, if you have a, a means to do this, you make like a sitting area, like just a chair or a bench or something for like elderly people or people who don't have good balance, who want to take their shoes off and need to like sit down to do it. Because I've been in places, especially when I was, like, pregnant, like, Mm. nine months pregnant, and I, like, (laughs) needed, like, to balance in order to get my shoes off. So that's just something to think about in your entryway, trying to provide that. And it looks cute. Like, you could create Mm -hmm. a little moment with it. You know, do you guys have any sitting area when your people first walk in? into my dining room, so you got lots of chairs there. Next house, I want an entryway. Yeah. I want a mud room, yeah. like a beautiful yeah. entryway. You do have a bench, though, in your front yes, door. Yes, I do have a built-in bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use that occasionally. Our entryway is so weird. It's just like this little box. <laughs> because oh. there's two doors. 
Mm-hmm. Because this place used to be in two apartments. Yeah. So it has this weird two front door situation, awkward box. But yeah. I wonder if I could find a small enough bench. Yeah, you could fit one chair in there. Chair kind of situation with a plant or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tuck it right in front of that window. Yeah. yeah. Decorating. Oh, I don't know if you've ever had, like, even your in-laws when they come if they take their shoes off like where do they do that how do they do well, it well yeah they usually come in the back door and that's where we always come in and out and so we always take our shoes off out in the mudroom so maybe out there putting something too yeah. you know i would love to do an actual bench mm-hmm. with like cubby things yeah. you know under it so someday when we get to redoing our mudroom i would i really want to include that i have Put a chair out there at times, and like I have a step stool thing out there for the boys to sit on. Yeah, when they're putting their shoes on and off, an actual bench would be really nice. Yeah. So once they got their shoes off, I mean, maybe you're the type of person that lets them have their shoes on. That no. you could do that. <laughs> you do no. That. If people want to keep them on, I'm... yeah, I know my we parents have do that though. Like in my living, is all carpeted. Yeah. Right. Like, no, yeah. thank you. I think it's a cultural thing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. some parts of the U.S., wherever you are, that might not be part of your culture. Right. The next thing you're going to do, once you took their coat, they've set down their purse, I like to have, like, a little place. I'm still trying to figure this out, where to have people put their purses, because I kind of have a pet peeve where I hate when people put their purses on, like, my countertop at, like, parties. Like, if you guys are just coming over to do podcasting, I don't care where you put your stuff. <laughs> but if it's, like, a fancy party, I don't want you just putting it on my kitchen counter, you know? Right. Like, trying to designate a place for people to put their stuff where they feel comfortable that nobody's going to go through it or whatever. <laughs> I know my parents always had, like, with large parties, they always made a bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. the bed would yep. be where they'd throw if you didn't mm-hmm. have them. Like, we have a closet that can fit quite amount of coats but using a bedroom which means you need to clean your bedroom (laughs) but then they can see how pretty your bedroom is and how beautiful your bed is made after you listen to the dwelling place tell you how to make it (laughs) as soon as like all that's taken care of the next thing you want to do is offer them a drink and you want to say hey can i get you anything can i get you water or you know whatever and if you have appetizers, this is the moment where you'd be like, oh, right on my counter, there's some appetizers, help yourself. You know, that's kind of typically what you'd want to do. So then after this, I don't know if you guys do this. If if there are people that have never been to your house before, do you offer house tours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, come on in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually a point of interest because they usually come in the back door. So that's the kitchen where Brian did the whole renovation. Mm -hmm. So pretty naturally, he starts going into what we've done in Mm -hmm. every room in the house. So the Mm -hmm. tour could be the Yeah, Yeah. pull out the iPhone to show the before pictures. Uh Stand in this spot. This is what it looked like before. Oh, that's that's a really good idea because I've never had the before picture readily there. But that would be kind of a fun thing to show them. I actually want to make a chat book or a Shutterfly book of all the before pictures. Uh, it's in the process so that way when people come to our house and for my personal memory you know if we ever move to a different house or whatever I I have the before and afters of our house I love that idea that's Mm. a really cool idea and you could just show them right when they walk in oh yeah you want to see I've got a book right here (laughs) (laughs) for my research of this I was like looking up I was trying to think of, like, dinner parties and stuff, and I know, Brie, you love The Office. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the episode, the dinner party episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was Jared. And 
it's just like so cringy. <laughs> but when they're giving the house tour yeah. and the candle room and the, oh my goodness, it's so funny. Plasma TV that folds into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> But then after this, you would want to now like introduce them to other people if they don't know each other. I really love, especially at my Christmas parties, I always try to like think of how one group of friends, like one couple would relate to this other couple. And so when I introduce them, I say, oh, this person is also a nurse that works at this hospital or this person is interested in playing tennis. I don't know. First thing that came to my head. I don't have any friends that play tennis. But it, you get my point. Like I just try to like introduce them and then find a connecting point to just get them to start talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Through your parties has helped me so much. Just being okay with walking up to people. Hi, I'm Brianna. How do you know Kimmy? And it's helped me so much. Oh, just cool. get out of my shell and everybody is in the same boat. Like I'm yeah. just going to be the icebreaker. Hey, what's I up? I love <laughs> that you do that. And I'm grateful for friends that do that. So I don't have to be like as the hostess, I know everyone, but mm-hmm. I can't be there. Right. So mm-hmm. I love that you do that. That's really cool. Like I said, be relaxed and chill about everything. I think a really good, important thing you could do after like, you've done dessert and stuff, you could move then into the living room. So they don't feel like, okay, I need to leave now. Mm-hmm. You know, dinner's over, I need to leave. Right. And sometimes, oftentimes, I find myself, we're still sitting at the dinner table forever. And sometimes that's fine. But you also sometimes want to be a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Bringing on the party into the living room is a really good idea to just kind of end the night and, you know, however long that may go. Now I just wanted to share a couple tips about like specifically about Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving. The cool thing about this is you don't have to make everything mm-hmm. if you're having people Bridge. over. Yeah. yeah. You can totally do it potluck style. And that's actually a lot of my parties. Like my Christmas party is typically potluck style. Yeah. And it's nice because people, they want to bring stuff mm-hmm. and they want to feel like they're contributing. And then, you know, if they are a chef and they like to show off their skills... Like, it's, it's something where they can, like, be appreciated. Yeah, and you can absolutely. tell them, hey, Brie, your lemon bars, I dream about. <laughs> like, and I'm saying that in real life. I haven't made those in so long. <laughs> Make them again. But I'm just saying that in real life because I remember you brought them a couple times to my Christmas party. I'm like. Yeah, because the first time they're gone. I'm yeah. like, well, oh, I guess this is what I'm bringing next time. <laughs> And Emily, if you're the type that doesn't cook, you bring, you I know, bring chips or eggnog or whatever or... <laughs> yep, that I can go to the store and buy. Yes. <laughs> and that is totally welcome. And so, you know, that's really great for Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving, you know, just kind of delegating who makes the turkey, who makes the stuff. Typically, I would say if you're hosting, you probably should make the turkey. You know, other people could bring the mashed potatoes uh-huh. and the cranberry sauce. One fun idea that we actually did with some friends of mine, and it was so funny. It was actually a spaghetti dinner, but I feel like you could translate this into a Thanksgiving dinner, is we all came to our friend's house to have spaghetti, but the host chose like weird utensils, like a potato masher. No. It's called the poverty dinner. Okay. Po- I didn't realize there was a name. Oh yeah. we I did these growing up. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you each person gets like a really weird utensil. And then you try to eat your food with that weird utensil. And you know it's what just... my dad had to drink out of? What? A funnel. 
<laughs> so he had to drink and then hold another glass. I have this picture from like the early 90s of it's him It's so this. fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun way to put a little spin on having friends over for dinner and being silly about it. So that was just something mm-hmm. I wanted to mention. Bring a change of clothes. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then on to like, I have some Christmas party and game night tips. Again, same with the potluck. Don't be shy about asking guests to bring an app to pass. For my Christmas party, we don't do dinner. We just do appetizers. And it's wonderful. With Christmas parties, I'm sure everyone's heard of, like, White Elephant. What do they call it? What is Michael Scott bringing up the office? He calls it, it's like a gift exchange. And, you know, people do it probably a little bit differently. But you pick numbers, and then you go in order of the numbers, and you can steal people's gifts. It's just a hoot. Like, <laughs> it's I love so fun. It. White Elephant and Yankee Swap. Yankee Swap. That's what okay. he always called it. Uh, here on the East Coast, it's called White Elephant, right? Right. What'd you call it? Always White Elephant, I oh, think. Okay. In the Midwest and Southwest. What was the other one you read? Cause... Nasty Christmas and Yankee Swap. Okay. Why did I think there was something like Dirty Santa? <laughs> That's the Nasty Christmas. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm just making that up. Anyways, it's really fun. I love picking a theme for it. So, like, in years past, like, one year it was gold was the theme. Mm-hmm. Did you guys come to that yep. one? Okay. Everyone had, like, I'm trying to remember the Everybody different... bought Golden Grams. Oh, yeah. Remember? And Golden Girls. Yes. Goldfish. Yes. Things like, like a that. A lot of people brought food. I'm so, like, there's so many other things. I know. So, <laughs> it, like... You could use the term gold loosely. So you could use it as the actual word. I think some people had like gold bond foot cream or something. <laughs> so oh, it could be funny. like the actual word, but it could also be the actual material of and gold. The color. And I had, I think it was that, it was a gold dinosaur that was a succulent holder, mm-hmm. like a pot. <laughs> so cute. I love thinking of themes that can be really translated in funny ways and people just the things they think of so that's a really good idea for a christmas party again with the playlist we mentioned it before i'll link my playlist but having like a really great christmas playlist is awesome a couple other games that i just really love playing and they're really some people probably think they're hokey and like one of them is like a total church game the youth group (laughs) game that every kid played in the 90s like youth group is four in a couch. Did you guys ever? I love that one. And I learned that one when I came to your party. Oh, really? And now when we have our New Year's party, like everybody always wants to play four in a couch. But we play <laughs> it with hats because we usually have too much of a group. Yeah. So we play at people with hats okay. and people without hats. That makes sense. You have to get four hats in a row. I'll have to oh. link. I'll probably find these a couple of these games and just put links to them because I don't want to take the time to describe how to do it, but they're really fun. Four on a Couch is a really good party game and it also helps people get to know each other because you're using name, like mm-hmm. their names. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it, especially if people don't know each other. It's just really fun. I always love doing girls versus guys, if, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing couples because it's just, it bonds the guys together and it makes the girls like, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Another one I love is Fishbowl. I learned really that fun. one at your party, too. Yes, I love Fishbowl. It's just so <gasps> funny. And it's a type of charades, but there's, like, layers to it, and it's so funny. So I'll link those. I know that, actually, Chris loves Julia. She always has, like, a really great list of different games. And I maybe I'll throw that in here, too, because she has, like, board games you can buy for big parties. Or they can be for, like, 
small groups like one that I know that Ryan and I really love with just like a couple other friends is called Code Names. Yes, I was just gonna mention that one. I've heard of love this. playing that game. Yeah, I've never played it. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's really good. So and like these games, you know, we're getting up to the Christmas season. They're great things to have. Well, Thanksgiving and Christmas to play with your family to give them as gifts. You know, so we'll link some of those. But yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got for you girls. Have fun with your parties <laughs> and your dinner, your dinners and game nights. Yeah. <laughs> your fancy, fancy stuff. <laughs> Which is a good segue. We can take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about our domestic dares. Yes. We're going to talk about how our domestic dares went. Was it episode four that we... A long time ago. <laughs> ...dared, did the domestic dares? I think it was. It was yeah. in September. It was episode four. Yeah. We recorded it in September and it came out a little bit later, but enough time for people to prep if they wanted to join in and do the dares with us during the month of October. We had three dares. I think you told us your dare first. Yours was... Clean your light fixtures and fans. Uh-huh. And then I followed that up with have a capsule wardrobe of 30 things for 30 <laughs> days. Mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kimmy, of course, picked to throw a fancy dinner party. Mm-hmm. The dinner party one I decided to tackle first and like get, get it, it out, out of the way. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my dinner party in September. And we invited a family that we had been meaning to have over forever. So we just had one family over. And when I told Brian, I was like, we should have this particular family come over. He was like, okay, can we order do our usual and order pizza? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have to make it fancy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, like, felt the urge to try out a whole new recipe and restrained myself. And I did my tried and true chili. And it ended up being perfect because I tried to do dairy-free, gluten-free, and they were also doing dairy-free, gluten-free. Oh, okay. That was perfect. And then I could make, like, gluten-free cornbread to go with it. Yeah. And so it worked out really well. And they wanted to bring some special chips. So I said yes to that. Mm-hmm. Although, like you had said, like, I can't believe you. (laughs) They brought chips and then they also brought wine, which because I don't know anything about wine, I was like super confused and like about why we weren't putting it in the refrigerator. (laughs) And so like she had made some comment like, oh yeah, we can try it. And I was like, well, shouldn't we put it in the refrigerator first? And she gave me this look of like, (laughs) like, you don't put red wine in the refrigerator. (laughs) Oh, I'm no idea. We don't drink red wine, do you? Nope. No. It's that obvious, I guess. <laughs> but was your wine glass on the right side? Yes, it was. Okay, yeah. good. So. <laughs> and I did the table all fancy. I had my table runner. It was like a fall themed look. So I had like my gingham table runner and then pumpkins, candles. We made little name cards for each spot. You say we did. Did your kids help you? They did. So Aww. they were like involved in it, helping set the table That's and get cute. everything out and put the name cards like where I told them to put them and stuff. That was fun. And I used my fancy china. And nice. So yeah, it was it was nice. That was really fun. My regret is that I forgot to light the candles. Oh. 
I didn't realize it until like we were almost done eating. <laughs> and then I realized I totally forgot to light the candles and I had all like the overhead lights on and it was like really bright. I kind of regret that. Well, but that's okay. But I did have music Yay. added to the ambiance. Uh-huh. I think I had some candles, like a scented candle burning yeah. somewhere because the chili smell I didn't really like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do like the graceful transition from the table to like a living room. Yeah. So I got to figure that out. Well, and it's hard too, which I didn't talk about this before, but like cleaning up is hard too. Because you don't want to do it too soon because then it makes people feel like they have to leave. Right. And you don't want them to feel like they have to help you, Uh Uh but you also don't want to be in the kitchen while they're... I typically try to be like, well, why don't we go somewhere more comfortable? And while you guys are making your way to the living room, I'm just going to clean up a couple things. That's typically what I say. And that way it gives them the out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need your help. You mm-hmm. you go to the living room. and Yeah, but it went really well. It was really fun. And I would definitely do it again. That's so. awesome. And she brought flowers. She <gasps> brought the cutest basket. It was this gorgeous basket that had the chips in it. And, like, this cute towel. Oh, my and gosh. And then this big bouquet of fresh hydrangeas. That is in a so vase, awesome. You know, oh, already in the already vase. Already in a vase. Because one tip that I actually should have mentioned, I may have mentioned this back when I was talking about Sabbath dinners, can't remember, but I had heard from their podcast that a tip is to always have a vase full of water ready but hidden in case somebody brings flowers so and you can just like, plop them in. whip it out. Yeah, because then you're not, like, rushing around trying to get a vase and then try to fill water and when you're trying to see your guests and stuff. So that's awesome that she brought it already in a vase. You didn't even have to worry about it. They were just, you know. Yeah. That's cool. I was very impressed. Heather, if you're listening, you were a very impressive guest. (laughs) So who's next? So I have a story. I was originally going to have this family over for our domestic dare. And then they got sick. I'm like, now who do I have over? And it actually worked out because my dad was on a work trip and my mom's birthday was coming up. So I'm like, I'll host a birthday dinner for my mom. And usually for my mom's birthday, we go out to eat. And it's not usually a homemade meal. I made a meal I'd never made before. Wow. And this was after I had done the same day the organizing job with you. So I worked six hours then and then had to race home and try to pull everything together. So it was Mm -hmm. a little bit more hectic than I wanted it to be. So I made a ginger chicken spinach ramen dish. Nice. So you marinate the chicken and you have all these amazing fresh vegetables in it and you use the ramen packets, like the noodles from the ramen, then all these other toppings. So I'm gonna show you guys a picture of what the bowl looked like. And then you made a soft boiled egg, which I had never done before. And that in the ramen was just so delicious. And then I made cream cheese wontons, which I have made before Mm -hmm. with my sweet and sour dipping sauce. Yeah. So that was it turned out really, so really good. It's kind of like a course and it's like appetizers. Like a soup course. Yeah. 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 So I did that and my table I bought the drop cloth, but mm-hmm. it had that center seam down it right. and I didn't like that. And then I was like, Well I have another tablecloth and it was oh, navy okay. and striped. So I did Oh Emily loves that. Full yeah, cedar with candlesticks unscented the taper and then a bouquet i bought the sunflowers and then out in my front garden beds i had sedum 
and at various stages of drying. So I had the light yes. and the burgundy and Luxedo. Wow. So pulled that together and cloth napkins, mm-hmm. which I had gotten from Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was really, really fun. Here's a picture of all of us together on Aww. her birthday. And my mom said afterwards that she, like, she felt really, really special. And oh, like, it meant so a lot cool. to her. So I was like, okay, well, that worked out. And then my mom's favorite dessert is tiramisu. And my sister usually makes that, but she moved to Maine. I'm like, I'm going to make her a tiramisu. Never made it before in my life. And so there's my mom with a tiramisu. And it turned out really, really good. It's beautiful and a trifle. It looks really cool. Tell her about the bowl. Oh, so my mom was babysitting the kids because I was doing the organizing job. And my mom has the trifle bowl, which I needed for the tiramisu. Okay. So Was it a surprise that you were making a tiramisu? Yes. Mm -hmm. She didn't know. So I got home from the organizing job, ran upstairs and said, hi, mom. I got to put something in the car. I'll be right back. And like snuck around, grabbed her trifle bowl off her shelf while she was around the corner with the kids, raced back outside and put it in my van. (laughs) That is so great. So the night turned out really, really, really good. That's awesome. Well, I, similar to you, had a really crazy October and it was kind of sad. Like we had some personal family, there was a death in the family and I had to travel and that was when I was actually going to be having people over. And so I had to change my plans and we ended up having our tenants. We have new tenants now living that I mentioned. They now permanently live in our apartment that's side by side. It's like a duplex side by side. So we've been wanting to have them over. They moved in in like late August and we haven't had them over yet. So I was like, I'm going to have these guys over. And that way too, it was like, because it was so last minute, it was easier Mm because they didn't have kids and it's just like two people and then us. Like, so it won't be too, too crazy. (laughs) But the day we planned it, I wasn't thinking that it was the day that Ryan was going to be out of town. Like he wasn't out of town. He was doing something all day with our church. So I couldn't have him to watch Jude. So it was just like, couldn't he only could watch Jude for like a couple hours or something. It was just, it was a nightmare. So, And I didn't go grocery shopping. I didn't even pick the meal that I was going to do until the night before at like midnight. And then I went grocery shopping that day at noon. So I'm literally doing everything opposite of what I told you all to do. <laughs> I have to say, I'll tell you before I get to any more that it ended great. Like it was, it was a really great time, but it was very stressful and yeah, it definitely wasn't up to the par of what I wanted. So I, in one sense, I did some two new dishes, but I stuck to a cuisine that I'm very familiar with, which is Mexican. Like my family is obsessed with Mexican food. So, um, what I did was I made... Mexican cornbread for the first time, which my sister always makes Mexican cornbread as well as my mom. And it's like, it's a cornbread that you mix with cheese and ground beef and some spices and green chilies. And it actually tastes like super duper good. It's kind of like a casserole is how it turns out looking, but it's like so good. So I made that with chicken enchiladas and instead of doing like red sauce, I did green sauce to change it up because I've never done green chicken enchiladas. Don't do green. It looks ugly. I like green. Yeah, but it's ugly looking. (laughs) It like looks pukey green when you're done. Like it's not pretty. I mean, I try to make it pretty with a little bit of like 
sour cream drizzle, which really wasn't a drizzle. I was like, how do I make this a drizzle? I'm just like throwing sour cream on. <laughs> and then red onions and cilantro to make it look a little prettier. But I was like, man, this is ugly. <laughs> I'm obsessed with fresh salsas. You girls know. I make like, mm-hmm. I made mango salsa tonight. Like I just, I make it all the time. So I do my black bean. What you do, this is how you do it. My sister taught me because she was a missionary to Mexico and would just go back every year. And so she learned how to do all the salsas authentically. So I, you start with a pico de gallo, which is like just a red, like tomato salsa. Like just tomatoes mm-hmm. and cilantro, jalapenos, um, onions. Mm-hmm. Scallions is what actually oh. the Mexicans use. A lot of people do red onions or like white onions, but scallions really is where it's at. And it doesn't overpower it. So hmm. start with pico de gallo. Then you take that base and you add mangoes to it to make a mango salsa you add black beans and corn to make a corn salsa like you can just pretty much add anything to that base you add just avocados to make a guacamole so I had all of those which was great and of course chips I had all these grandiose ideas of making my own chips making my own flour tortillas because I was going to do flour but then I did corn no time so I didn't do it but I did stretch myself and I made a Mexican Carlota de Limon cake <laughs> which really actually is super easy because you just like buy these Mexican cookies and you layer them with this like it's actually a lime mix like a lime sauce that hardens and, and you keep it it's like an icebox cake that you keep in the mm. freezer oh. I did make that and it was really easy and they loved it like the guy kept he wanted more and more so like that was good oh. they didn't like I don't know if they loved my enchiladas and cornbread Ryan was raving and was like you need to put this in the you know the rotation the rotation but I don't know if they liked it so hopefully they did <laughs> I think the girl had seconds but I don't know Anyways, I did, I actually did use the drop cloth and I was going to do a runner over it to hide the seam, but I ended up just leaving it and I used eucalyptus to kind of, I didn't do fresh eucalyptus, I did my Ikea eucalyptus, (laughs) but to hide the seam. And then I just, because I was just running out of time, I just went outside, snipped some of my hydrangeas, threw them in a vase and kind of called it good. Like I think that's, and pumpkins, white pumpkins. And that was kind Mm. of all I did. I did have cloth napkins. I made place cards that I tied with twine and put on. And I put the glasses on the wrong side. So. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all in all, it was a lot of fun. I had music playing and we had a really good time. We moved into the living room and chatted and they stayed up way too late. They like to go to bed early. And so Ryan and I were thinking, because I think Ryan had to prep a sermon for the next day because it was a Saturday. And so we were both thinking, oh, they're going to leave by 8.30 because that's like when they go to bed around 9, 9.30. Well, they stayed until like 10, 30, 11 and we're like, oh, okay. But it was like so much fun. Like, yeah, it was great. So mm-hmm. anyways, that was my, my fancy nice. dinner. Well, castle wardrobes. Oh, man. Is next. <laughs> so the big question. Did we cheat? Did we cheat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yep. I cheated in a way. I'll have to explain. Okay. I'll have to explain. Because I had a pair of pants that got stained in the dryer somehow. Like, beyond, like, never coming out. Oh, no. Like, they got washed Even full leg? Full legs? <laughs> nope. Oh. Like, gone. 
And I stained a sweater also. So that's down to 28 items. Now I survived with that, but I did buy a pair of pants and I did buy a shirt. Like, like the second to last day of the dare. So she like doubly cheated. Not only did she buy something, did you wear those things? No, I did not wear them. I haven't even tried them on. Okay. I just bought them. Okay. Cheated? Barely. That's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. I like full out cheated. Like several times. You said you were cringy. Okay, it wasn't that bad, but, like, I had to wear leggings a couple times in public. Because they were, like, doctor's appointments, and then I got my surgery, and I was, like, can only wear leggings. Well, I guess <laughs> yeah. you want that pass. So, there were yeah. some, a couple legging times, and then the only other time I cheated, well, I needed to wear, <laughs> I was wearing, I was really proud of myself. I kept, oh, I didn't even tell you this. Part of my surgery, I also had to only wear dresses for like four days because I had this crazy rash on my legs. Long story. I I rotated the dresses. So I was proud of myself for that, that I didn't... Oh, wait, no, I did wear a dress that was... (laughs) But I was only wearing it at home. I I think the other ones are in the wash. I wore a pair of booties, my black booties. The only thing it was the leggings and the booties that I because I realized guys like all of those they're called booties but they're not closed like right. you can't wear socks with them oh yeah. right and there were a few days that it was getting cold and I was like I don't want to wear I need socks mm. so that's mm. why I did that but I wore my Converse a lot and I was really like oh. it was surprising speaking of surprising well first I should say I bought something <gasps> Colors of kettle black, is she? But I didn't wear it. <laughs> now, my sister brought up, when you initially presented this challenge to us, it was don't buy anything for a month, or there was another element. It was like an either-or choice, not a do-both. I think you're right. Usually, with a capsule wardrobe, you don't buy things yeah. for 30 days. In and other words... we decided to make that a, a rule. We did? Yeah. So you, like, added yeah, this just, other layer. Organic. <laughs> my sister happened. brought this up. She's like... She did two things. It was like an either or. You didn't have to do this. I'm like, oh, good point. <laughs> but we did pretty well. We did yeah. do pretty well. And I haven't binged on Old Navy yet because wow. of big sales tomorrow, so I'm doing it tomorrow. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do have to ask. Are there any items that you did not wear? Because there's only one item that I did not wear. Wow, only one? Because... It was a coat, and October was unseasonably warm. It was. So I, like, had four coats, and I'm like, um, not wearing these. Yep. It was unseasonably warm. Same. Till the end. I did not wear my long coat a single time, mm. and I was really excited about it because I was hoping putting it in the capsule would make me actually wear it, mm-hmm. but I didn't wear it did a single time. I just wore a jacket, and then other days I had sweaters on, and... Off the top of my head, I had three things I didn't wear, and it might be more than that. Really? It was my long black sweater, cardigan, mm-hmm. open front, and then my brown, like, blazer. I think I feel like that looks so wrinkly. I think that's why I don't like it. Hmm. I didn't hmm. get dressed some days. Oh, yeah, same. I stayed in my PJs some days. Like, yeah. I don't get, quote-unquote, dressed, like, every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my mm-hmm. joggers and my this. <laughs> and it happened, it happened extra a lot for me because of doctors and surgery and stuff so i think that's why yeah i think i would have if it was like i was going somewhere all the time right like if you were working in the office yes yeah yeah and i was working from home like i wasn't even going into the office so yeah i will have to say 
I was done with the capsule wardrobe by day 10. <laughs> day 10 hit, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I want my other clothes. So you don't want to do it again? I don't think so. <laughs> However, it did make packing for Maine really easy, because I'm yeah. like, well, just put this in the suitcase, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. I always hit a point where I'm like, I have nothing to wear. And then I realize, I need to do the laundry. And then all of a sudden, I have yeah. all these options again. But I always reach a point where I'm like, I made, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I, I just get tired of wearing the same things over again. Just want to change. Mm-hmm. Huh. So there was one thing I never wore. And then there were several other things that I only wore once. And yeah. then there are a handful of things that I just kept wearing over and over mm-hmm. again. But I never got tired of them. Well, like halfway through, I realized I'm only wearing these same things. So I need to like start keeping track of what I'm actually wearing. Yeah. And then I wasn't so like bored with them anymore. I have to say, I loved hanging my pants. Oh. And I will continue to do that. Oh. I really oh, like yeah. everything. I liked it. Spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it too, but I have too many. And you don't hang leggings. No, I don't hang. Like, no, I hung like my black jeans, which okay. got ruined. Um, mm. So my jeans and then my other pants. Yeah. Mm. So overall, it was a fun experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will say I got rid of even more after doing the capsule wardrobe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, went through my closet again and was like, yeah, I can get rid of that. Wow. Yeah. Now that you've added the November items back. I haven't yet. <laughs> you haven't? Oh. See, I've been still like mostly wearing capsule wardrobe. I'm literally to... wearing capsule wardrobe. Well, it's been time. I haven't yeah. had the time to like bring Actually, it all back. Put it all back. Yeah. yeah. I'm not wearing capsule wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not today because I've been making a special point of like wearing my other clothes. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you learned stuff about your personal style through it? Like, how did channeling the Leanne Ford rocker chic vibe go? Yeah, I I was wearing my combat boots yesterday, which was mm. cool. I remember one moment I was in Hannaford. This is such a silly thing. I was in Hannaford, and most of the time I would just be in, like, you know, leggings and, what, like, comfortable clothes because, like, you don't really see many people at the grocery store. Well, I was in a cool outfit, Leanne Ford outfit, (laughs) with my combat boots and whatever. And there was this girl that I don't even know, like, we're just Instagram friends. She, she renovates her house too. And so I just know of her, but I saw her. We, she didn't see me, but I was like, I'm so glad I'm in a cool outfit. (laughs) She sees me. (laughs) Not just stupid leggings and... (laughs) So that was kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) So I was appreciative that I was actually like, I felt really good about myself when I was out and about and didn't mind who I saw. Whereas Mm. like there have been times where I'm out and about and I see somebody and I like, you know, make a beeline so they don't see me because I'm just like in crappy clothes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, when we started too, you talked about how you were hoping, you'd kind of realize like clothing was sort of a self-defense mechanism or like if you're feeling insecure it gives you like a sense of confidence or that kind of a thing and you were hoping that paring it down would kind of help you not look to clothing so much for like assurance and acceptance and validation and that kind of a thing do you feel like that happened well so when we had like the sad thing that happened in my family and i had to go travel And it was like an overnight. It was like crazy how easy it was to pack for it. And I was like, because it was like a last minute. We got to go. 
all right, mm-hmm. we're going. And I, it was so easy to pack for. And then like going to the funeral, like I knew what I was wearing and I felt comfortable in it because I knew it all fit. Like it just mm-hmm. all worked. And that is when I wore the booties though. <laughs> for sure. I think the whole time was, I felt more confident and just knowing everything fit me and I liked it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, if you carry that forward into your closet, then yeah. I think it was a success. Okay. I don't want to do the next one. I don't either, actually. You didn't do it? I didn't finish. I didn't even start. <gasps> you didn't even do one night I, picture? I, my plan was to do it at the end of the month. I didn't know I was going to be out for a week from the surgery. Yeah. I know I keep blaming things on that, but... <laughs> See, I procrastinated my yeah. own dare, I and then I ended up going too. to Maine. That's what it was, was procrastinating. I literally put it off every single week. Like, every single week, I wrote it on my cleaning list, and every single week, I did not do it. So, did you do it? I cleaned one light fixture, <laughs> just so I could say that so I did it. that's the one we all didn't do? <laughs> <laughs> the easiest the one. The easiest one. Not the month-long challenge. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. Uh, well, I feel better that I was the only one that failed at my own challenge. That's so funny. And I know some I listeners are saying, oh, this is my least favorite one. And I was like, why? Why? I know. I remember that too. Katarina said that it was her least favorite. Yeah. On she actually, I went over to her house because she did the fancy dinner and invited me over. And oh. she showed me, she has a ton of, she lives in a rental and there's a ton of like, boob light type things in the ceiling that you have to like you need a special because they're antique (laughs) you need like to like take them all out and you need a really she has really high ceiling so you need a like really tall ladder and she's like i don't know if i want to do this (laughs) did any listener at all clean any light picture we'd love to hear from you we'll have to put up a poll yeah (laughs) okay well that was easy yeah Well, now we should talk about our pillow talks. All right. So along with all the fancy dinner stuff, one thing I didn't mention, but to give yourself a little power boost and feel great as a hostess, you got to have a great apron on. (laughs) But everyone knows, I mean, you guys know that Mm -hmm. I live in my apron, Mm -hmm. like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I actually live so much in my apron that I <laughs> rubbed a hole through it where like my stomach hits the, the sink because <laughs> <laughs> I wash dishes so much. So I rubbed and I had this apron for a long time. It was from TJ Maxx, 12 bucks. Loved that thing. It was gray and white stripe. Went to TJ Maxx. They didn't have a new one. I couldn't find any that I really liked. And then I was on Amazon and I found these. It's one's, it's a two pack. One's a window pane and then the other one's striped. So it's like beige grayish kind of colors. So I bought them just to see. They were only $10 for the pack of two. So I'm like, I don't know. They came in and guys... This is kind of like not going to be my forever apron, but I wanted to put it in here because I actually am really loving it. However, the material, so like they're $5 each. Uh-huh. The material is like <laughs> those plastic picnic table. Uh... <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, and then the the neck part, like the string, is like kind of a weird, rough thing. But I don't mind it. Like I thought I was gonna mind it, and I don't mind it. And it it's waterproof because it's like plastic. Yeah, <laughs> I can see the advantage. Yeah. So and they're only ten dollars. So I'm actually really loving the. I mean, did I show you what the one uh-huh. looks like? Mm-hmm. It's like a good style. Like really it, cute. Yeah, it's really cute. I loved. Also, didn't know this, but you can tie... Okay, you do this, Brie. You... <laughs> Everyone listening is going to be like, you didn't know that. So, you take an apron and you could just tie it in the back. Or you could wrap it around yourself and then tie it in the front. Uh-huh. I've seen you do this, but I didn't understand why people do it. Do you know why people actually do that? Well, I don't like a tail behind me, so... No, but actually... Okay, I was watching my favorite show. Oh, can I guess? Yes. Can I guess? It's to hold the towel. It's to hold a little kitchen towel so you can dry your hands. And I I've didn't know this. I was watching I was watching Great British Baking Show, which I freaking love that show. And a woman who was baking had her thing tied like that and had a little and she kept using it to dry her hands when she would wash her hands. And I'm like, that's brilliant. So I've been doing that. And I just <laughs> love I love these. So I wanted to post them because if somebody wants a real cheap and stylish apron go to amazon check out the link my pillow talk this week is twofold so i just made homemade cinnamon rolls but they're kind of cheating in a way because you don't have to have the whole process of them like rising for hours use half a cake mix and then it's like a quick rise so like 20 minutes and then you can bake them i have the recipe written down i got it from my mom so maybe i'll type it out and i can put it in stories yeah but half-baked harvest i'm sure everybody has heard of this instagram account i recently just found this dear darling woman and i have fallen in love with her recipes and i've done a bunch of them and i've loved them and the one i made for my mom for her birthday was from half-baked harvest so i'm also gonna link and tag her account because it's just mind-blowingly you told me about this account because we were talking about your dinner and everything and her food recipes and her photography. Uh-huh. So I don't know what. Did Katarina mention her recently? Yes. Okay. The chicken and dumpling recipe. Phenomenal. Like, knock your socks off. You have all the ingredients in your house. Like, incredibly delicious. Oh, I'm going to have to check it out. I don't know. That's cool. Real quick, I wanted to say about the cinnamon rolls and to tie to your chili. Did you know that a Midwestern thing oh, yes. is to have chili with cinnamon rolls? Oh, yeah. Like, that's actually a oh, pairing. Yeah. What? And in my cookbook that I just got, she has a chili recipe and she mentioned she has a cinnamon roll recipe also to go with it because that's a like a thing that people really love to pair instead of like cornbread. They do cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that's a thing. Like if you have chili for dinner. I kind of get it. Roll. When you said that you, you wanted at a restaurant, you get a cinnamon roll. It makes sense because you're like, I want something sweet smelling. Mm-hmm. You remember you're like, I mm-hmm. want to put my candle on because I don't. Yeah. And maybe that's because of your, your cinnamon roll days of yeah. being a Midwesterner. <laughs> it tastes so good too if you break a little bit of that cinnamon roll, dip it in the chili. What? Oh, no. Midwesterners <laughs> eat chili with cinnamon rolls and say costume instead of costume. <laughs> Apparently. Anyways, what about you, Emily? Okay, so I was trying to think of something dinner party related for this. And so one thing that I love is my record player that I bought off of Facebook Marketplace. And it plays records, but it also has a Bluetooth connection oh, capability. Cool. So I can have a playlist on my phone, but have it connected to it through Bluetooth. 
So it comes out the speakers. That's awesome, yeah. And it's just really nice. Because then it kind of has the same, like, vibe. vibe mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just feels fancier and it sounds better than just playing on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's just really nice and handy to have the music coming you can out even, of the vinyl player. We have a record player and you can do the same thing with Bluetooth. And we can even turn it on so it looks like it's playing from the record. Oh, really? <laughs> Mine doesn't do that. That would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's been fun... I've been trying to incorporate more music and just for fun. Yeah. So, like, when we have Mexican food for dinner, I put on, like, a Spanish guitar playlist. Oh, that's add, cool. Like, some ambiance. And so we've done different fun stuff like that. I love just that really idea, fun. Emily. That's yeah. great. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at Dwelling Place Pop. And please leave us a rating and review and share your thoughts. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. And we'll see you next week right here at The Dwelling Place.